Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 416 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always in Easton, PA, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor, with a nice little zip up there. Willie, how are you? Getting a little cold in the Northeast. It's kind of chilly this morning. Um, it's it's uh, one of Kyle Brackey's favorite times of year, quarter zip season. He didn't wear a quarter zip, which is basically part of the Kyle Brackey starter kit. <laughs> Kyle, can so, you explain yourself? Is this a little just a uh, little Buckeye solidarity this morning? Uh, why do I need Buckeye solidarity? Well, you know, I Kyle Snyder left. Maybe you feel kind of sad <laughs> for them. Oh, <laughs> um, no, just the very nice crew neck they gave us while we were there, but. Uh, no, quarter zip season is upon us. There'll be plenty of opportunities to wear them. Just went with the crew neck this morning. That's fine. Wouldn't it make more sense to show Kyle Solidarity? Oh, Kyle Solidarity. Yeah. Well, if you were Penn State, I think it'd be Solidarity. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. To my left, Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. Howdy, kids. Hey. Hey there, guys. Hey. So we're going to start the show a little more serious than normal because there's a real issue here at the Flow Sports HQ. There is a monster, and actually, FRL listeners have been most have been pretty on the ball. Yeah, you've been kept abreast of this from the time there was a, a pickle in the urinal and a, and a portion of a bun. There have been <coughs> coffee cups. We've been kind of talking about this monster since I think we de- we determined it was August first. Yes. Okay. This beast has taken a new form and has been emboldened, perhaps, by the notoriety he's received. And it's a he because it's happening only in the men's bathroom. Um, and now they're, they've, they've resorted to stuffing entire bottles of muscle milk in the toilet. <laughs> yesterday, they put in a – they went back-to-back days yesterday and the day before putting cups in there. And the reason the Flow Wrestling staff are particularly perturbed is because this is a, is, is a personal attack on our man Jerry – who is the custodial wizard around Flow Sports. So we need your help. I don't know how. I don't know what you can do to contribute. But we listen, HR sent out an email that yeah. said, if they catch who is doing this, you are getting fired. And the very next day, this monster put a cup in the freaking toilet. So one, it's someone... That that doesn't. It's someone with a with a deep rooted psychological issue. It's someone who <laughs> yes. who, who clearly doesn't care much about their job. 
So anyone, you know, it's probably someone, but I don't know. I don't know how you can help. We have some ideas. I'm not going to reveal our strategy here because knowing this um, egomaniac, this lunatic is probably listening and wants us to talk about, you're not going to get to know the plan. Okay, so you're not getting the inside scoop, but we have a plan and we think it's going to work. There are so many, so many moving parts here. Yes. Just the, including the brashness, the brashness of this man or woman. I mean, it like it started off innocent enough, right? A pickle. Okay, a pickle. A pickle. And and like a bun, a you know. All right. Pickle. You Yeah, you're okay, <clears throat> you're lazy, but well, you're also weird because you're eating a burger in a urinal. <laughs> uh, but now it's like clogging up toilets and it's 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 doing stuff, you know, all the time and that people have to clean up and you know, we have closed caption cameras and we still can't figure it out. And there's, you know, the email Release says the tapes. This, this oh, is a sorry. terminable offense. Yesterday, it's a terminable offense. And this person said, hold my muscle milk <laughs> because I'm going, I'm going to the next level. Oh, you're going to send, you're going to send an email to all of us. <laughs> Watch this. See if that slows me down. He's picking up Didn't steam. I had, so I'm thinking, do you think maybe we turn the Alien Hour crew? We Sometimes we look for the Oklahoma octopus. Sometimes we mm -hmm. look for, uh, you know, the, the Mothman. Maybe we find the uh, Picklenator. Picklenator. Oh, we're, it ends today. Wow. Uh, I just got a feeling it's going to end today. What? Yep. We're I don't have that feeling. We, I feel, I we feel are like going to catch them. We are going to publicly embarrass them in front of the office, and then we're going to escort them out of the building. Using their head to open the door. <laughs> yeah. I, I have said, proposed. I said it. Flow Sports better catch this guy before Flow Wrestling does, is all I got to say. I've proposed several 17th century torture techniques. <laughs> <laughs> if you think Nomad can go dark, you don't, you don't know what's in this guy's head. He's got, he's got some ideas. Um, it's going to be. You ever heard the one where you. you um, oh, boy. You hang the person, mm -hmm. but there is a block of ice below them, uh -huh. and you um, you chop off their feet. Got it. And you kind of like rub salt. It's just terrible. You rub salt like here, <laughs> wrists and ankles, and so yeah, bad. it's bad. It's bad. Hey, what are That's your, what I would do to this your... person. Wow. Nomad once said on this show that he wants to make an amendment to the Constitution <laughs> to allow torture. Yes. It wasn't on the show. It was. It was in the office. But we talked about it on the show. Um, yeah, so we're we're not happy about it. We've got oh – man, you want to talk about a shot of adrenaline this morning. So make so in the morning, there's, there's no one here. It's literally me and then an isolated person will come in and people start trickling in 7.38. So I'm making my coffee. It's like 6.55. And I see a dude with a clear plastic cup walk into the restroom. Right? No. And I'll, I swear, it happened. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, is it going to be this easy? Is it going to be So I'm go. just like like a hawk waiting. No one else goes in the bathroom. This dude comes out. And so I immediately go back in. It was a couple minute delay. So I knew I was in for, for something. It wasn't going to be fun, <laughs> but it was going to be worth it. But I go in there. I check all the toilets. They're clean. I open the trash can. Cup's in there. He's clean. But Brazen just for now. it's he's for now, right? He didn't do it that time. It doesn't mean he's necessarily he's not exonerated. Correct. It just means he didn't do it that time. 
So it's it's really quite a um, it's it's caused quite a stir here at nine seven nine. Judson Mullen on Facebook wants us to perform their termination slash exit interview on the next FRL. You don't want that. Now is this that would this, be is awesome? Occurring at is this occurring at slow times of the day? No, you know it's normally busy. Now now no way. It's yeah. So that, but that's yesterday the, was like mid afternoon. It's the perfect time, man. Because it, it, listen, it is. The, here, let me give you. Let me give you the the schematics, the blueprints of the Flow Sports bathroom. Okay, the men's bathroom, one urinal, three stalls. Okay, two hundred and sixty employees, mostly men. So it's about post lunchtime. It's it's Grand Central Station in there. There's a lot of comings and goings, which means you got a lot of in and out. A lot mostly of goings. Most mostly goings. Well said. So it's a busy time, which on the one hand you would say, okay, that makes it harder to narrow it down. On the other hand, if you got a quick turnaround, okay, you, you do the deed and you walk out, someone's going to be following in right behind you, and you're probably going right. to make eye contact with that person. So uh, it's, it's wild. Now, Caleb Blakeman, our producer, says there was, a, there was an occurrence over the weekend between Friday night and Saturday morning, which makes me think, okay. Well, who works on the weekends? I'm not going to get into the departments here, but... Also, that meant three days in a row because it happened last Thursday, last Friday, and then if it happened Saturday morning, holy cow. So... Wait, spin zone. Now, I okay. know we all love Jerry, right? No. I mean, we love... Don't. Don't. I've already brought this up, Willie. It doesn't make sense. It does. does Job he, security. Does he get paid overtime? He's not... No. He's not working right. overtime. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Listen, how dare you, sir? No, I love Jerry. It's just a. It's just. You, a, it's you a just accused theory. him of a heinous crime. <laughs> yeah. No. Love doesn't accuse people of heinous crimes. Love is a verb. Well, love it's is a tough verb. to figure. Boom. Out. Yes. Now I got Nomad quoting DC Talk. This is quite a. It's quite a victory by me. All right, so that's that. Um, Stephen, Kyle, Willie, Sailor, Dan, any any parting thoughts? We know most of Dan's. We're, we kind of feel like we know where you're coming from. Curious for Stevens and uh, and Willie's, perhaps. I really think this person is a sick individual that mm -hmm. needs to be removed from this office immediately. Yeah. Um, and I'm willing to make it my life mission to find them. I love it. Um, Odds that this man has bodies. This guy's KBDR is off the charts. <laughs> off the charts. What's my KBDR when I find him? <laughs> very yeah. high as well because Nomad's going to do some very sick and demented 17th century <laughs> torture to him. Um, but all right, look. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, just humor me for just a, hear a second out. FRL crowd. If you knew that the penalty for certain things was to be publicly mm -hmm. guillotined French Revolution style, would you do those things? Would you jaywalk if you knew that if you got caught, you would be publicly guillotined? Would you drop muscle milk in a toilet <laughs> if you knew that if you got caught, your head would be sliced off by a blade dropping at accelerated speed? I, <laughs> I kind of want to, like, once we figure out who this individual is, I kind of just want to alert, like, the Austin Police Department and be like, hey, you should look into this guy. Need it, yeah. Michael Sears. Well, just I think asked, would would you guys accept a truce if the vandal offered to stop? No, Michael. Absolutely Come not. Come on. Out, out. Mike. No way. A truce, yeah, a truce. You can leave and never come back, and you know whatever happens, happens. I think that flow sports like when they figure out who it is, 
has every right to run billboards around the town that say guilty of shenanigans with this guy's face. <laughs> yeah. That's just unhirable. That's just, that's just Unhire standard program. Yeah. Don't call us for a reference. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, it may come back. Uh, we may talk about it again, but we're, we're in the midst of our NCAA countdown. Uh, it's been fun. It's been a real hoot. We've we learned a lot. We learned that Benny Hanna will not be the starter for Princeton. We got that immediate feedback. Uh, we we uh we went from Princeton starter to hibachi restaurants to electric dance music. We did because of well, you. Now. You were like that person. Yeah, that was mainly you. Yeah, <laughs> he's like we. By we, I mean you. No, I didn't bring up Steve Aoki. I didn't even know Steve Aoki. Name one Steve Aoki song. You started it name with Benny Hanna. Name one Steve Aoki song. I don't know the names. Who knows the names of house music songs? I don't know. I don't know how this works. I'm trying to. I'm trying to sniff out that you're a you're a fake, fake, fake Aoki fan. Uh, Christian, I'll tell you this. If you heard if you heard some electric music, there's some there's some electric music so songs that you know. Okay, like the electric slide. Yeah. I know that one. Damn it! <laughs> All right, let's head to Ames, Iowa, for a dresser presser. The Iowa State Cyclones ranked thirteenth in the nation, tied for thirteenth, mind you. So, if you're just now getting caught up, we're counting down the top twenty teams ahead of the NCAA season. There may be a little overlap with the season and the countdown. That's fine, totally fine. So. What we're doing, we're giving the rundown of the lineup. How are they going to do? Any potential champs, All-Americans, sneakers, okay? What's their schedule like? Uh, Nomad kind of gives us the recruiting rundown. Mm -hmm. Great alliteration there. So we'll start with, with Iowa State, a team I'm pretty excited about. We should probably also mention that mention Spay that. is working on the rankings. So we're going to be in a bit of a conundrum if things change and then they're out of order. So we may just have to go off the original preseason top 20. Oh, who cares? I mean, yeah. we're just not going to redo teams. It's fine. It's fine. This is fine. So 125, Alex Mackle slash Todd Not Small. Maybe Todd Small. Todd Small said at Iowa State when we were talking to him that he maybe would go 125. We said, Todd, you're bigger than David Carr. <laughs> he said, I don't know. So maybe it's going to happen. We don't think it's going to happen, but I wanted to put that slash in there. 133, Austin Gomez, also not small. In fact, very large. 141, Ian Parker slash Anthony Echemendia. Could it happen? Dare to dream. If this guy gets in the lineup, let me finish the lineup. Then we'll go. 149, Jared Deegan, All-American. 157, David Carr, Junior World Champ. 165, Chase Straw. 74, Marcus Coleman. 84, Sammy Colbray. 97, Joel Shapiro slash Francis Duggan. 285, Gannon Grimmel, a.k.a. G. Grimm. Uh, scheduling notes. They're going to do Cyclone Open, I'm guessing, since they hosted. Cliff King, Las Vegas, and the Southern Scuffle. So, really tough tournament slate. And their dual slate, Iowa, Arizona State, Oklahoma State, UNI, Missouri. So, tough dual slate. So, tough team, tough tournaments, tough duels for Coach Dresser, Metcalf, St. John, and company. Um, Willie, initial thoughts on the Cyclone Zone? Um, I think it's like probably the start of a, a like here's the start of the reboot 
I think. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Because you inject, like, the biggest star that they got uh, in a while in David Carr. I mean, Austin Gomez was a big one, but David mm -hmm. Carr was, like, the big of the big, right? Mm -hmm. Um now I think it's going to be just reading just the vibes. I think it's going to be Etchemendia um, at forty-one. Yeah. By the way, their lineup or their roster forty-four guys on their roster. It's yeah, a huge some, team. That's like a thing. I I don't know. No roster cap, baby. Yeah, no roster cap. They don't <coughs> maybe trying it's to 40. avoid another. They didn't have a 125 the one year, and they found him at a gas station, I think Coach Dresser said. Still Sing on the team. <laughs> Sinjin Briggs, and he, he stood the test of time. So good find in the in the quick trip. Maybe it was a Casey's General Store. Who knows where they found him. But, yeah, big team, big dream. Etchemendia, I don't know if we, talk, if we talked about him enough after who's number one because probably – well, I, I didn't get to because I wasn't there. But is that dude like – is he gonna play? Could he place right like as a freshman? I mean, I Rhett, have, I, if he starts, I have him placing. I think he places. I mean, one don't go don't go under for one. Mm -hmm. Never choose bottom. Never choose bottom. Don't ever do it. Not even for <laughs> a fire. Um, he's gonna be better than what percentage of the nation on his feet? High uh -huh. Eighty-eight percent, ninety-five percent, one percent. I mean. He's going to be elite on his feet, right? He's going to be really tough to take down. He will probably lose matches because of mat deficiencies. And there's good neutral wrestlers in the nation outside him. But, man, this guy's upside is insane. He, he, Him and Saunders are not peers in wrestling. He is way better than a very, very good Josh Saunders. Josh Saunders, who I believe is D1 ready right now. That guy could go and win a lot of matches at the <coughs> Division One level currently. Josh Saunders. And he... Destroyed him, right? So, with that in mind, first of all, he'll have to supplant Ian Parker, who I think we all think is pretty dang good. But 24 man. and 9 last year. Um, and and that's 24 and 9 in a conference that was loaded at 41. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he's hitting these guys off at Demas and Albert and Ironman. Kid um, Brock last year. Cade Brock, right? So, only nine losses. I mean, I, I, Ian Parker's dang good. But when, I don't know, working through the who's number one process, I I, I don't know. that Nobody told me specifically, yes, he's going to be the guy in the lineup. But it seemed like they were anxious to get him going, right? So, I don't I'm know. I mean, you know, curious. you know how dresser is. Make a splash. Make make a big splash. Yeah, I'm curious. You know, given their lineup this year, it's young. Why? Uh, why not redshirt him and get him up to speed? And then you have four years of this guy, like understanding the mat game. It's not like you have a hole there. You have Ian Parker there. Why the Why the rush to get him out there? Do they think this is their window, or they just are really adamant about? Because I like wrestling your best team, but at the same time, if there's this is a unique situation, and I don't know why why you throw him yeah. out there right away. I see what you're saying, but um, looking at the composition of the lineup, I mean, first of all, my opinion, you just said your opinion, is that he's already AA caliber, okay? Right. He's already more elite. He's already more elite than most. 
uh, on their feet. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm usually on the side of um, conserving your assets and saving a year eligibility. However, if he red shirts next year, they're going to run into the same problem because Parker got another year. Oh, okay, good point. Parker's only a junior? Yep. He's <clears> one of those. To me, he's like three years older than Stefan Micic, but he's actually like three years younger. Uh, okay. So, speaking of best lineup, is it possible, no offense to my man Chase Straw, but is it possible they bump everyone? Classic bump move. And get, uh, so. So, Parker Echemendi is 41-49. Deegan, who is nine and a half feet tall, goes up to 57. David Carr goes up to 165, where he wrestled 74 kilos, so it's not completely unrealistic. I know that 65 is more difficult than 157, and in many instances, or all instances, mm-hmm. it is wiser mm-hmm. to try to get a national champ than a, I don't know, fourth placer. But if you're talking about mm-hmm. getting your 10 best guys in the lineup, do you do that? So it's it's 10 best guys versus how many guys are you taking out of their optimum weight? Right. Yeah. You're taking Etchemendia, Deegan, mm-hmm. and David Carr out of their optimum weight. I, I don't think that's the move, personally. <clears throat> to, you know, basically what you're saying is to get Ian Parker's points in, you bump everyone and maybe compromise the other three. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's the that's the decision, right? That's why I, we're not D1 coaches, and, and they and are, but th- that is the... That's what they have to decide. I do think David Carr would be fine at 65, but I just look at the matchups there versus the matchups at 57. I I don't think he's ready to beat an Alex Marinelli yet. I don't think he's ready to beat a Vincenzo Joseph, a David McFadden yet. So, right, that's just off the top of my head. Evan Wick's going to be problems. So, right there is like, I think the cap is four or five for him at at 65. 57, I think we all think he could win. And then Dagan, Mm -hmm. like, we know he's All-American caliber. We know he can beat those guys. Mm -hmm. I... You know, personally, think Jarrett would be fine up at fifty-seven, but we just we don't have the data of how he would do against the Hydley, how he would do against these other guys at one fifty-seven. So, and I like him at forty-nine better too. Right? I think, yeah, I think it creates so many problems for forty-nine pounders. Yeah. And whereas, like someone like Hydley, I just don't see that stuff working on Hydley, a Bergy, a Caleb Young, Deacon. Those are just like super, super solid guys. Where I think, I don't know, maybe so. I mean. Pat Lugo's a solid guy, and he's uh, beaten him. So, mm-hmm. so I just wanted to to bring that up. Um, for you mentioned Todd Small, he's listed at one thirty three on the roster. I don't know; he just might be one of those really, really, I mean, super valuable backups. Now, what about this? Austin Gomez, enormous person, right? <laughs> what if he goes up? What if he's part of the bump factor, and, you, and then Todd Small slides in at thirty three or someone else, and then. It's like Gomez, Echemendia. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that makes much more sense either. <laughs> yeah, so that's possible. And they've got, um, speaking of which, they do have some I mean, They do have some depth, right? Uh, Aiden Reeves is a, is going to be probably redshirting this year, I would imagine, 125. You mentioned Todd Small. I, you know what? It's not often <clears> – <throat> he's not going to be part of the lineup because it just doesn't make sense. But he, I'm as interested to see Aiden Reeves wrestle as – Perhaps any red shirt. Really? Yeah. I'm, I think I'm he's really, really good. I mean, that's a guy that I had like ranked two or three coming out of high school and, uh, or at least going into his senior year. And then he got injured 
and I, I think it can be really good. I don't How feel like good there was is much what fanfare I wanna... with his recruitment? Did I miss that or like I don't remember there, big... there, there wasn't, but okay. there wasn't. I in my few interactions with him, I really liked his. I really liked his mental, right? I really liked what was up here. Now. Yep. That was only a handful of times, right? I have no idea how the kid is in the room as a teammate, all these things. But he came off to me as somebody who mentally was Division One ready, especially if, you know, when you get injured and you're off the mat for a while, sometimes it's hard to get back to, to that mental place of being where, you know, you're a dominant guy. So if he can come back from that fine um, and they do the right things with his redshirt year, yeah, I absolutely think he can, he can make an impact for them. Um, looking at kind of the... The rest of the guys uh, at a sue-off, which was a really interesting get for them. And then you mentioned Francis Dugan at 197. Uh, coming in the pipeline right now, they got five guys committed from 2020. Zach Redding, Ben Monroe, Drew Woodley, Cameron Robinson, and Cody Fisher. Cameron Robinson is a, is maybe taller than Jared Dagan. Um, and had a good win over uh, DJ Hamidi at uh, Super 32, a PA State runner-up from... Willie, Council Rock South or Council Rock North? East. For who? Cameron Robinson. Council Rock North. Yeah. So uh, really, really interested in him. And then although they've got some of those guys coming in, they, they kind of got some some lime spots to fill that, uh, you know, they're obviously going all around the country. Um, one thing I haven't been doing that I feel like we should have been doing, they have 21 team points right now returning. And a lot of those came in backside matches where they got pins. Do you guys remember that last year where they they went on tear the uh, was it Thursday night? I, re I remember when the um, when the Hokies ran Thursday. wild on the backside at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget yeah. that. So th this is this is what happened um, on the backside for them. Alex Mackle got a pin. Austin Gomez got a tech. Ian Parker got a pin. What? Yeah, this is crazy. Some pin slayers. Not, not, not Thursday night. Yeah, this was all this was all first day stuff. All right, well that's not a good thing. It's like I'm gonna get, take a loss and I'm gonna tear up the backside right now. <laughs> well, I'm saying like, like if, it, it was, if it was Friday afternoon, that'd be something. You get three or four pins. That's six or eighteen points. It yeah. jumps you up quite a few spots when you're in the fifteen that's to twenty-five range. Six points isn't. Yeah, like an eighth placer. Okay. I'm look. I'm saying that that shows <clears throat> to me that shows something good from the coaching staff that they're saying, "All right, hey, you lost. Let's maximize what we can get on the backside," and they did. Yeah, I get it, but but Jesus, you know what? Half your squad in the of course not in session, in session two. Of course not. I understand that. I don't know, man. Why not? <laughs> It's <laughs> a great story. However, they had guys on if the backside right your away. Team to lose round one, they're more prepared to wrestle back round one wrestle back. I, I tell you what, if I'm Kale, I, if I'm Kale and I'm listening to this show, uh, and you really want to chase that Iowa point record, <laughs> you got to drop them early because the guys on the top side are too good. They're you, really hard to pin. Here's the thing. You laugh, but you had guys lose first round who scored more points than some guys who made the quarterfinals because they went decision, decision, out. Yeah, Willie. Because that is the scoring structure of NCAAs. All right. That's not how you draw it up, though. Oh, crap. That's not how you draw it up. But I'm saying that that is a good thing. 
That's how I draw it up. Now, let's this team, they're ranked 13th. So do we think, are we feeling bullish, bearish, or hold-ish on this squad? I think, I'll say it, this is a top 10, top 8, top, mm, this, this team potentially could place very high. Because I think you got a couple things going. You got to see who's got that major finalist potential upside. I think I will say that Austin <clears throat> Gomez does. I'll say that Echemendia could potentially place high. Deegan could place high. I think Carr could place high. And I think Colbray could place. So there's five, four of which I think could be maybe even top four-ish guys. I mean, <clears throat> you've got – right now you have Austin Gomez, number eight in the rankings. Mm-hmm. But, but Stefan Micic confirmed Olympic redshirt. Later. Dayton Fix. Likely. Very likely Olympic redshirt. Luke Pletcher listed as 141 on the roster. Facts. Austin DeSanto, not listed at 141, but we believe one of him or Gavin Teasdale will be there, will, will be going up. I believe that less and less. I think it's going to be DeSanto Muir in 3341. I think our dream. You think Gavin's not in the lineup? Not year. in the lineup. He's not <laughs> going to be in the. Uh, I don't think he's going to be eligible to able to wrestle first semester. Mm. I think at that point, probably DeSanto will be at 33. I was not going to, like, bump him up. Mm-hmm. So it's just gonna stay. Gavin's probably just gonna stay under the radar, do some redshirt stuff, and not. That's that's my guess. All right, we'll we'll keep DeSanto yeah. here. But However, Gomez beat him. Gomez beat Roman Bravo Young. Facts. And it was a very close match with. So Santos five RBY six, and it was a very close match with number seven Mickey Philippi and NCAA's. Yeah, if he, yeah, he was right there to beat. Mickey too. He was on so many shots, just couldn't finish it. You, you watch that match, and it was one of those folk style wins. Where you're like, hmm, not sure, because Gomez took neutral instead of going under, mm-hmm. as I recall. And yeah, if you can't get away, or if you don't want to go under, is not actually a bad idea. No, I think Mickey. I think he made the right decision to yeah. go neutral, and as many times as he got to the legs, it was, he was just a finish away from beating Mickey. So yeah, I think that. I mean, I think Gross is untouchable. I think he's going to win the Hodge. But these other guys... So you can make the finals. And Gomez was a blue chip coming out, right? So it's not like he made a, a, a huge jump in, that's, like, not sustainable, right? Like, he was he was right there with those guys. He was at who's number one, just like RBY was at who's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so any of those guys could very conceivably make the finals. And if it's Austin Gomez for Iowa State, then all of a sudden... You know, we talked about when, the, when our confidence rankings came out, which, by the way, those are going to be updated soon here, too. We talked about... Could they knock off Oklahoma State this year? You got Cade out, Dayton out. Yeah. The Oklahoma State's a little more vulnerable, and especially they got some freshmen coming in. Um, obviously, Oklahoma State, year after year after year, slides these guys in, and they end up doing better than we think. Or bringing in a guy, you know, Preston Weigel or, or you know, Dakota Gear, right, Does is, is the guy who places for him. So you can never count out Oklahoma State, but that Big 12 battle is going to be super interesting this year. And especially at, at- – Big 12s, Big 12 championships, guys like a Marcus Coleman who are not maybe going to win it, they, they could place high and do mm-hmm. well. Whereas at NCAAs, they're maybe not as much of a factor. We'll see. It remains to be seen. Right. Again, in Grimmel, like where does he fit in at the 285 landscape? He could be one of the one of the guys there. So I, I agree. I think it's going to be a really interesting team race at, at the Big 12 championships. And it, that's not even we – we'll get to you and I probably not on this show, but the later show, but they're – Absolutely nasty this year, too, and yeah. currently ranked higher than Iowa State. So how do you see this team um, 
placing at NCAAs? Crystal ball, Willie. Um, I think it's going to depend on – well, I was going to say Deegan, but I, I think I think Deegan's sort of locked in between like 6th and 12th. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I don't know how much variation there. But I think I think probably Colbray. I think there's a big variant in, in where Colbray could be. I mean, uh, you know, last year he was 2-2. Two and two. He beat um, – he lost to Chip Ness, who went on one of those Chip Ness runs that he always does in March. Um, but 184 is so kind of – Crazy. I mean, can Crazy. he beat a Darmstadt? Can he beat a Hydley? I mean, are you out of your mind? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think it's so far fetched um, to say he could place even as high as you know fourth. I already know so, what would happen in the Colbert Darmstadt match. It would be four one six two after the first period Colbert, and then the, in comes the Darmy Army. And he, he ends up pinning him. There will be nothing left. Let's go with Darmy Army. Well, that's that's an Andrew Spay original. Um, I like it. I like Darmy Army, so I'm going to say that. So I, he ends up pinning him. Well, I think they could have All-Americans 33, 41, 49, 57, and then Colbray. Um, I'm good. I would ballpark um I mean, I, th- I don't know. I, I think the ranking's right at 13, although I could see him as high as – I could see him as high as seventh. Could definitely see him placing. So yeah. Well, okay. Put put a put a number next to the team finish. What do you think? No, they're... that's what I said. Oh, that's I thought you were saying Colbray was seventh. Sorry. Space or er, the rankings project thirteenth. I could see him as high as six, seven. Currently, right now, you have them eleventh in the crystal ball. Is that what which, I am? Yeah, I imagine there's going to be update one more time I'm sure before Echimini the season. Is not in there. Yeah, that's not that's not counting Echimedia's points, which uh, I'm looking at the crystal ball spreadsheet right now, and I would put him about. What what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do there? Are you telling me that Echimedia can't beat these guys? I mean, I probably, I think he's be like matchup based. I don't know. Who's I would, the best I would top wrestler him. at this at the at 141? Shoot, shoot. What if Shoot, Shoop Shoop, could take oh, Shoop could turn. He could beat Dom Demas, Nick Lee, all <coughs> these dudes. He hits Shoop in the quarters and gets text. Coop just yeah. auto top. Auto top. Gonna get the rest. Although I think Echimindia is so strong and athletic. It, I feel like you could teach him like That's a tripod stand up, right? Get him base, hands up. Like teach him one move. There's a level of athleticism there that really helps. Yeah, but I do think Shoop is the one guy who could just cause problems for him on bottom. Yeah. Yeah, he's so disgusting on top. Mm-hmm. But he has some deficiencies from neutral. Right, Kate, he would have to Kate win the Brock match Brock was top. drilling on him, and then the guy got on top and it was over. Yeah. Oh, man. How about how quick Dresser turned this thing around? Amazing. His first year, one guy entered the blaze, three points, tied for 45th. Last year they take nine guys, two All Americans. I thought they took ten. No, they didn't have sixty five there. Got it. Um, they take nine guys, four in the blood round, two plays, and they finish sixteenth. So, yeah, really fast. 
Yeah. Really, really fast. Now, as we said, cupboard wasn't empty when he got there. Mm-mm. But still. Um, that is an underrated thing about – this isn't about Dresser or any coach individually. Just that That's an underrated aspect of turning a program around is, like, sometimes you walk into some bad scholarship situations. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you walk into some bad, like – you know, they got grade problems and APR problems and all graduation rate, right? You got all these like administrative things you need to take care of where you need to show the AD like, hey, we can get guys through for four or five years. And then you clear the scholarships out. So not every turnaround job is the same, but. Think about, compare compare the cupboard there to where, what Lou Roselli inherited at Oklahoma. Or what Tim Flynn's trying to do at West Virginia Tim right Flynn. now. Right. Those were two programs that were just, they just did not have a lot left. Right, so it, it, there is definitely a disparity, and that that should factor in. But even still, the it's been fast for for Coach Dresser, yeah. and it's gonna accelerate too. They're gonna they're gonna be a. I I think in the next couple of years they'll be a perennial top five program. Right, he was able to he got Virginia Tech on the podium. I think the there's great upside at Iowa it's, State. It's crazy what they did in duels too. They they were eight and ten. His first year with losses to Drexel and Northern Colorado, um, just not great losses for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. And then they almost go into Carver and beat Iowa last yeah. year. There were several inches of Austin DeSanto's shoulder blade from. What a highly entertaining duel that was, and it was right in between. That was a wild one. Uh, it was right in between sessions at TKLV, so we got to watch all or Basically most of it. of it. It was just a nice, a nice little treat there, and. I just when rivals have be, matches like that, nothing better. That'll be a that'll be another thing too. Is that they'll be, you know, we all look for NCAA points in March, but they're going to be a really tough duel out too. They're going to yes. continue to get better uh, in dual meets. Um, yeah. Amen. Okay. Cool. That's the Iowa State Cyclones. Uh, Kyle Bracky, any parting thoughts on? No, excited for uh, dresser pressers. Yeah, baby. <laughs> okay, number thirteen, NC State. In my mind, I'm going to Carolina. This squad, 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 squad. Let's give it. Here's the rundown. One twenty-five, Jacob Camacho. These are my guesses via uh, projections I saw on WrestleStat. So you know, sue me. But here's what I think. Here's what I think they think. Jacob Camacho, 25. 33, Jarrett Trombley. 41, Tariq Wilson. 49, Matt Grippy. 57, Hayden Hydley. Back-to-back Bullards, Thomas and Daniel. 84, Trent Hydley. 97, Nick Renan, despite regrettable parentage. And 285, Deontay Wilson. <laughs> That's like a part of his name now. It's Everything funny. he does, he does it despite regrettable parentage. Remember when Sears asked us in the office? He's like, wait, why do you guys always say that reading guy has questionable parenting? <laughs> well. well, why do you think? <laughs> why would we say that, John Renan? Because it's just questionable. Um, okay. So we, we – um, <laughs> I like this team too. I think there's like – you've got the title contending type of dudes with Hayden and – Maybe Tariq Wilson, I, I'll i say it. And uh, Willie thinks Nick Renan's going to get second despite regrettable parentage. So there's that. Trent Hidley looks really good at Junior Worlds, has been good for a really long time. Um, so 
we feel like those are like high placers. And then we all like Jacob Camacho. So in, any guys in here that uh, that you think are potential sneakers, Willie? Sneakers? Um, no, I think they're. Uh, I think they're at where they're at. I don't think there's any. They be who they be. I don't think there'll be any surprises in there. But you know, it's going to be another another good year for NC State. They're starting to NC State. I like. I don't know how they bring in as many kids as they do. They're they're. The depth of their roster, I don't know. Remember how we were talking, I think, about Lehigh the other year? It's yeah. like, like, they're too deep. I don't know. They had su- such amazing depth. And and NC State has been building that. They bring in a lot of good mid-tier guys. I mean, they bring in a lot of elite guys, too. But they bring in a lot of guys that excellent depth. And so um, I think it makes the room better. It makes... And it insulates them from, uh, you know, if they have an injury, they got guys that can come in and step right up. They're going to be good um, dual meet team. And I think uh, as far as um, NCAA tournament scoring goes, I think, you know, it, it sounds – we go over this team and I'm saying – all these teams and I'm saying, well, if this, then this, there's a large variance. But – I think this is another team that has a lot of variants because you don't know you don't know how Trent is really going to do. You think you do, right? We think he's going to be pretty good. You don't know how Nick Reenan's going to do up at 97. You don't know how you don't know where if Camacho is 18th or 5th. Um mm-hmm. We don't know that. That's true. I I'm kind of bullish on Trent. Just I am too. Looking at the weight, I think it's perfect for a freshman. Um, also, just his physicality. He's not going to be like, oh, I'm a freshman. I'm, like, learning how to be strong against it. He's, like, he's a bull. And just the consistency, right, or at least, like, relative consistency. He's He's been good for a while. Did Junior Worlds. You know, was that who's number one? Like, he has the pedigree of a guy who can come in and compete right away. His uh, his results last year too. I know they were down at seventy four, but two losses on the entire year, twenty four and two, and they were to David McFadden and Joe Smith by a combined three points. Dang, that's pretty good. I have per the rankings in the crystal ball. I have NC State fifth apparently. Whoa, <laughs> I like how you said apparently. I know. Uh, well, I you know that's how they tally up. I didn't. If you told, if you asked me what place will NC State take, I wouldn't say fifth, but according to the individual rankings that I have, where do you um, have took like Tariq or I know you have Reen in second. Do you have you have Hayden have winning? So there's that's, I have Hayden winning, and I have Trent fourth. Okay. <laughs> Tariq round Tariq okay. round of twelve. Oh. Camacho round of twelve. So. Huh. Apparently that's enough uh, for fifth place. I know, right? Cool. There's what do you a got? Big De- Deontay Wilson third. I feel like there's some points missing. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm telling you, it's surprising me that it, that it's that high. Um, I mean, where do you have Trent Christian? Right? It's, it's, Zahid, no. Vench, Rashid, Hydley. Yeah, I think. Darmstadt, I mean, Bolin, you look at Prey, I mean, yeah, you have to have him like around seventh, eighth, right? At least minimum. 
Definitely. Uh, I I mean, Valencia and Darmstadt are um, going to be tough for him, but you know, Nino one Lujan. A, one yeah, one A and one B. One two, a. Probably if they're gonna if there was every year they're gonna split the Hodge, it's gonna be this year. Yeah. Um, Bonacorsi, I Trent can go with a guy like that. Luhan, sure, that'd be a wild match. Those two upper body monsters. Sammy Colbray for sure. Shakur Rashid, maybe will be a tough one, but he could go with the Vens potentially if he can get away on bottom. Hunter Bolin, sure. Lou Dupre, sure. So yeah, I think he's a top five guy. I think he's yeah. really, really super good. He could be round of twelve as a freshman given this weight, but. Man, I think what you saw from his redshirt year to through trials, through Junior Worlds, where it was pretty clear he was he was on the level at Junior Worlds. What did he finish though? No, he lost the weird one because of the uh, bronze questionable challenge, but he yeah, still got he was, bronze. He was bronze. So, I'm, so I'm, I think I, I don't like know. Him. I think uh, I think the variance is in this one. I, I'm pretty convicted that. Trent places somewhere um, mid-pack. I'm pretty convicted that Heidley makes a final. I'm pretty convicted that Kamasha will win some matches. I I think it's dependent upon Renan, who I, I, I picked second because of where he was in the past when he was healthy and also his athleticism. and um, but But he's a great unknown. So I think... I think if they're between seventh and fourth, I, I think it's, de- it's depend- dependent upon Renan. Yeah, for sure. So, their schedule. Um, are they going to Cliff Keen, Las Vegas? Yeah, Cliff Keen, Las Vegas, South Beach. Then duels other than ACC, Cornell, Princeton are the, the big ones on there. So, good schedule, good team, like this squad. Do we want to do one more? Well, yeah, I was oh, just yeah. going to run through the lineup. A um, lot of different states represented, right? Connecticut, Michigan, Ohio, New York, PA, Carolina, Texas. Uh, so, which kind of makes sense when you're in North Carolina, but they got a couple Bullards there. Um, as Willie was saying, bringing in a lot of guys, which means you have good, dem- uh, good depth on your bench, um, you know, at the upper weights, right? Uh, Owen Treffin, Colin Lawler. 149, right? The, we got Grippy starting, but could, you know, Fields and Lighten push him maybe. Uh, again, you know, at the upper weights, probably not going to start over Nick Renan, but Tyree Houghton and Christian Knopp, right? Those guys have placed at Super 32. Um, Barnes at 157, I believe. Hunter Lewis kind of bringing in some, some Greco stuff. And then Kyle Reen at the lightweights. And then the, I, don't, I don't know how you get this many guys in a recruiting class. Anthony Noda, Ryan Jack, Ed Scott, AJ Kovacs, Donald Cates, Joe Roberts, Dylan Reinhardt, Kai Bell. That's one recruiting class. That is one. That's 2020. They bring in loads every year. I mean, yeah. every year their their recruiting class is 10 people deep. Christian, you know, we, what's, I, we what's haven't NC, talked. What's NC State's financial aid situation? I know that's like a that's a way some of these schools sure. can get like 20 scholarships, have, basically. The way I understand it, they have a really good situation. I know UNC yep. has great financial aid. I think NC State does. That's one of the financial aid is one of the, like the hard things to like understand because some people it's like you should have like a straight ten, and like Cornell has great financial aid. That's right. how they're able to get so many good guys. Right? They're not right. all footing the bill for an Ivy League degree. Yeah, 
Ivy Leagues are like, Ivy Leagues are like this, they tell me. Uh, if your parents are paid, you're paying, you're paying mm -hmm. a ton. If you're, if your parents are blue collar, you're getting everything paid for. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like this line, you know, there's, there's these tiers and, and, you know, it'd be so interesting I'd be going, to learn I, which I schools are like that. Cause it's one of, it's one of those things like it's kind of known among, among the, the coaches like when they're talking about jobs back when like UNC was open, all these things were open. You know, we were talking to coaches like, Oh man, they're, that's a great situation because they're fully funded, but their financial aid at UNC, the financial aid at this place is like huge. Well, the so thing like, about UNC, the thing about UNC that differentiates from uh, NC State is the academics. It's like it's it's harder to get in. Michigan the same. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. Michigan the same way. I, I mean, I was talking to Bormet and he was like, "Wow, very little wiggle room." <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the... they, they get it. They get they get a couple slots. I don't know if I don't know if Michigan gets a couple slots. UNC I think gets a couple slots, but otherwise it's like really difficult. I was told, and not to really comment on our two schools, just what I was told that if Michigan had the whatever standards financially, whatever of Central Michigan, they would have a much easier time getting guys in. Well, mm -hmm. I have course. no idea how true that is. Just that was a comparison that was given to me about two schools in the same state. Um, which kind well, of yeah. backs up with Michigan, really hard, hard to get into. Yeah, <clears throat> um, not ex specifically. He tied has a calculator State. pulled up and it oh has yeah, the number well, twenty four in there. Yeah, just, well, so, just a little heads we up. We can get into that also. What is twenty four? Twenty four returning NCAA team points. However, Tariq was down year over year. Hayden Hadley was down year over year, and right. Daniel Bullard was down year over year. So um, they've had higher performances there. Christian. Obviously, we're Highly these preseason number one and a lot of us probably pick him to win. So um did we really get into Tariq at forty one? Maybe not um, adequately. I feel like that's that's a key cog too, is that Tariq has been so good at thirty three. Sometimes guys go up and they do even better. Sometimes they have to feel their way into the way and, and the, the matchups are different. They're they're body their style the what they do is different um will Tariq be better worse or the same i think he'll be better slightly two two I, I think year. there's one thing we need to remember Tariq his freshman year was fine not amazing yeah. incredible ncaa's right mm -hmm. so anytime you see that it's like a little moisey-ish right moisey good <laughs> amazing one thing and then when you see back uh, kind of that thing again, it's, I think a lot, you should be like, okay, well, at some point that's just who Tariq is, right? And now I think we see the talent there just like we saw the talent with the Moisey. But at some point, you know, you are what your record says you are, Bill, Bill Parcells, to throw in a little football there. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, but I will remain bullish on Tariq in spite of all that, but I just want to have – Noted that. That should be noted. That through two years, he's been inconsistent and has had one tournament where you feel like, holy cow. So I just wanted mm -hmm. to say that. Now, he was injured last year for a large portion of it. He looked good last year at NCAAs, just lost crazy matches. Uh, did he lose the Ernesty bout? Yeah. That was 
insane. That match was so fun, so good. <laughs> Great match. But, yeah, so that's all I'm saying. That's my thing with Tariq. He could, but he could totally win this weight. He's totally on the level. He could take down all these guys. Shoot a lot of single legs, finish, use his length. Great gas tank. He's got it all. He really does. Did you guys, do you guys notice, I don't know if it's just because we're like in the process of doing all these things, it seems like there are a lot of teams this year, like that there was, there was a mass exodus year over year of graduated seniors or and or new blood coming in where we're, there's a lot of teams where we're saying, well, you know, we think they can be pretty good, but they got this freshman coming in. And, we, you know, we think they can be pretty good, but this guy's never started before. Is it more year than we've seen in previous years, or is it just because we're in the moment doing it and I'm just kind of noticing it? Uh, I don't think I, it's any different personally, but I don't know. No, I don't I think it's that. any different either. I just think that the reality is such that there's there's a lot of ways things can go. You know, there, there's a lot of guys wow. – that could be fifth or round of 12. And so it makes a major difference. Right. Okay, should we do one more team or go to questions? The one more team would be the Lehigh Mountain Hawks. Let's do it. Yeah, I think we should do one more we team. We can do Lehigh. Because here's Lehigh. the thing. We're going to run out of days, and then the season's going to start. Impossible. And if we don't keep going at three per, per episode. What's going to happen? Please tell me the negative repercussions of us not going three per episode. <laughs> We're not gonna get through them all. We absolutely. There's nothing stopping us from talking about, you know, Iowa number time after the team has wrestled a match. There's nothing prohibitive about that. But we'll do. We will do Lehigh, the Mountain Hawks, led by Coach Pat Santoro. 125 Brandon Patzel. 133 Nick Farrow. 141 Ryan Pomerica. 49 Jimmy Hoffman. 57 Josh Humphreys of West Virginia. 65, Kent Lane, 74, Jordan Cutler, 84, Chris Weiler, Jake Jacobson at 97, and Jordan Wood rounds it out at heavyweight. So this team gets a lot of their points from the rankings of Jordan Cutler and Jordan Wood, anyone named mm. Jordan, high contributors for the Mountain Hawks. Now, I see some point scoring potential from two guys outside of them, Josh Humphreys and Chris Weiler. And with the rest, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I see them as just kind of qualifiers, but minimum point scorers with Patel Farrell, Pomerinka, Hoffman, and Lane. Will it it's just the sort of uh, – no, I think you're right, and I think, I think it's an interesting year for Lehigh in that um, the, the – composition of the roster works out to be such that a lot of guys that have been kind of paying their dues are getting a start at the uh, uh, you know getting a crack in the starting lineup Brandon, Brandon Patzel did start for a year but Farrow, uh, Pomerinka um, Kent Lane these are guys that have been you know doing work in the room but couldn't break through um and now they get a, a chance in the starting lineup, and we'll see what happens. But um, it's the back half of the lineup that is tough, uh, and point scoring potential, in addition to uh, Josh Humphreys. And we'll see how the. I tend to think that. Um, I tend to think that by the end of the year, when these guys like Farrow and Pomrinka and Hoffman get the reps and they go into EIWAs, and I think they're candidates to upset some people 
Mm. Are we sure? I think better duel than tournament upside. I, I think so too. I think so too. Are we sure Patel is going 25? He's listed as 33 on the roster. No, I'm not sure. Um, if not him, guys, they've listed at 25. They've one guy listed solely at 25, Jarrett Lane, and then two guys listed at 25 slash 33, Nick Farrow, who we currently just said was 33, and then Luke Resnick. Yeah, maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be Jarrett Lane. So I'm not sure um, what's what's doing there for them. Um, they brought in a really good class last year, so that'll probably be next, next year. year. We're going to see a lot of those guys. Um, coming in this year, Chris Barnaby, who's a very underrated lightweight in my opinion. Um, also Quincy. Where's he from? Maryland. Mm. Maryland. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, TJ wow. Moore, Thane Lawrence, who we just saw in Super 32 Finals, and Sheldon Seymour, who also is hard-nosed. That that's a classically high guy, like very high floor, Classic. Mm-hmm. and just really smart good student. Yep, yep, good character. Love classically high guys. Stephen Kyle, thoughts on the Mountain Hawks? Uh, I think they're a team that uh, has upside. Honestly, I think the two teams we talked about before them are probably better. I do too. Um, but doesn't mean that they're not good. And I, um. Josh Humphreys is awesome. I've always really liked Jordan Cutler. Where's he from? He's from all over. Yeah. He, he went, went to, to like four three high different schools. high schools, yeah. Um, yes, kind of, but what state is he from? He is from West Virginia. All the high schools were in West Virginia. Um, it's hard to find more than four. If he was in high school another year, he would run out of high schools <laughs> to go to. Kyle, um, you remember that year at Powerade? He like uh, was giving Gavin some trouble. Yeah. Yeah, was a pe- that was when was a peanut. he was at Huntington, I think. <laughs> ah, the Huntington year, of course. Um, but yeah, no, solid like always from the Mountain Hawks. Yes, solid singles. Their their tournament schedule: J- Princeton Open, Journeyman, <clears throat> South Beach Duels. No real tournaments, really. There are no back-to-back weigh-in. Didn't they do that last situation. year too? I think that they did. It's interesting. It is interesting. Uh, dual schedule, not fun. Oklahoma State, Penn State, Arizona State, Pitt, and then you've got the EIWA rigor with Cornell, Penn, Princeton, etc. So, tough schedule. Last year it was, may have actually been tougher somehow. Cause they the, yeah, the good thing about this schedule is all those duels you just listed are at home. Wow. It's a great day to be a Lehigh wrestling fan. <laughs> they churn out three All-Americans a year like clockwork. <laughs> so who's the Which, third? Josh Humphreys, probably. Jordan, uh, Jordan, Jordan, Josh. I really like Josh Humphreys. Okay, a couple guys that I forgot on Lee Hire coming in because they just committed. Um, JT Davis did not just commit, but Connor Hersig and Caden Wright just committed ye- within the last two days. Well, there you so. go. So that's Lehigh. That's their squad. And like Kyle Brackey, I think – Iowa State, NC State, just have a little more upside, a little more talent, a little more pop uh, that'll rear itself Friday and Saturday in NCAAs. However, you also like consistency. And you also like knowing that um, your depth is good, which I guess we just talked about how these other teams are developing depth too. Yes. But you also like how the depth is good, you know, especially over the course of a long dual meet season. And let us pray to the wrestling gods 
Yeah, Lehigh seriously. has a healthy season. Yeah. Because Every it year. has been a decade of just horrible, horrible, in, and not even just injuries, sicknesses. Sick illnesses. Austin Mays. I mean, just yeah. out of this world Bad things. luck. Eric Hess. Eric Hess. Yeah. I think we were at Scuffle, and we were in the hospitality room, and we are talking to Coach Dillon, and just jokingly, he was like, you guys got any eligibility left? Yeah. <laughs> they were ravaged by injuries. Jeez. Nate Brown, shout out, shout out Nucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, Billy George. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, those three teams, we did three teams. We're maintaining our pace. We're not slowing down. We're not speeding up, but we're being very consistent with uh, the teams we're knocking down. I'm enjoying this. I'm learning a lot. I think, man. I'm psyched that, to see them next I'm year. I'm really excited. for th- This is getting me more excited for the season. I'm like, NC State and Iowa State are tied for 13th. These teams are awesome. These are really <laughs> good teams. That means the teams are only going to get better, right? Theoretically. Of course, a lot can change in the rankings as we go. But as I'm looking at, so I'll just give you a little tease. Classic tease. This is big in the industry. You just tell them what you're going to talk about later. So next Tuesday, we'll get into Minnesota, Northern Iowa, and Nebraska. Willie, very bullish on Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Probably thinks they're going to unseat Penn State this year. But we'll get that. You'll have to wait for how they're going to unseat Penn State till, till Tuesday. Okay. So let's get to some questions from friends. Cues from Fs. Wow, it has its own. Cues from Fs. 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 Oh, my gosh. What just happened? Woo! What just happened? Oh, <laughs> from Michael Flugfelder. Who, oh, Flugfelder. come on. He, I hope he lives in Pflugerville. He's on, no, he's, Random. A, he's a PA guy. He's on uh, Facebook a lot. Random. Okay. Has, has Dayton you Fix announced Flug. Olympic redshirt yet? No. No. We're waiting on it. TDB, we'll find out. Okay, Jude Swisher wanted an update on the Flow Sports bathroom vandalizer. We we'll keep you posted. above and beyond on that. Yeah, we, we got you. Uh, Flugfelter, another question. Did I buy a new car or Luke. still driving the beater? Uh, I'm I'm driving the minivan still, and uh, it's been fine. I did notice Tuesday, I I went to lunch and I parked it, and then I had to leave. I had to leave to go do something. Oh, parent teacher conferences, and I noticed there were liquids leaking from the van. But I, who am I to investigate these things? So I just drove it, and it was fine, and I made it there and back. So. I think sometimes things just leak out of vehicles and you just have to say, this is okay. You don't know that. No, I don't know that, but I just have to <laughs> I have to assume that at some point it's okay for things to just leak out and it's not bad. I don't think it was oil, right? This is fine. It's fine. You don't even know. You probably can't even name like five fluids that are in a car. Gas, oil. All right. Fine. 40% star. there. Washer. For the windshield wiper fluid. <laughs> Dryer. That can't that can't leak. Yeah, it can. Anything can what? leak. Somebody Sun. shank your windshield wiper box? Well, that literally happened. We That can absolutely right, leak. Back to the story of my stupid van. When we were driving to move here uh, from Virginia, in Bristol, Virginia, all right, in the Virginia Tennessee border, complete now remember this this I van Bristol was in Tennessee. It's in both. It's a uh, split, split city. Immaterial. So when we're driving, remember this 
this van just has blowouts. It doesn't like, it's not like, whoa, 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 whoa. oh, something wrong with the tire. The tire just explodes and you're just like on the, on the metal, right? So That's that happens, fun. explode, <laughs> tire explosion, and the oh, tire the exploded with such force, it shut up into the windshield wiper <laughs> tank and punctured it and broke it completely. And now I don't have windshield wiper fluid. I can't pour it in there. It's just- Still currently? Yes, three years later, we never got it. It was $600 to fix it. You don't need it. Get a new car. Yes, no. you do. You don't need it. I am living, we are living proof that you don't need it. It doesn't, you don't need it. Christian need is driving, work. Christian is driving the car from Tommy Boy. I mean, get yourself together. That is absurd. It shot up. It, the tire, boom. Because it was the front right tire or whatever. Shot oh up. Oh my goodness. Boom, shrapnel took it out. Swear. And then he was on the metal. Then it was on the metal, right on the rim, whatever it's called. Uh, so, yeah, that happened. And, no, I'm still driving it, and it's fine until it's not. Sounds Tony, like it's already not. Tony Meister, if someone called Joey Gunther a bulldog, who would be more upset, Kyle or CP? <laughs> this is a great question. I'll go to, let's go to Stephen oh, Kyle Brackey no. on that one. Uh, I'd be pretty upset if someone called him a bulldog. Yeah, I think you would be more upset. Yeah. Because actually, I would find it kind of accurate. Bull, bulldogs kind of lethargic, you know. Just admit you're wrong. Trash. When you're wrong, you know you're wrong. <laughs> it's fun. Oh, Kevin Mulder, from yeah. I don't like this question. I want to yell at him. Yeah. Well, this is this is to teach a teach a good lesson to Kevin. We were not going to yell at him. This is a great opportunity to educate. With right, Michich, Store, Amin, et cetera, taking red shirts, who will be the best NCAA finisher for Michigan besides Mason if he's not taking a red shirt? I was going to take my kids to a couple UM duels this year, but the depleted team has me wondering if it's worth it. Kevin Mulder, Kevin shame Mulder. on you. You are within driving distance of the University of Michigan to watch wrestling duels, and you're like, oh, the red shirts. They're going to be good. They're going to be fine. They're you're going to be able to watch how many good D1 duels. <laughs> You think Michigan's not going to put out a quality product? Also, listen to the teams they have coming there. North Carolina, hmm. Oregon State, Michigan State, Maryland, Minnesota, Iowa. Hello. Go. Go, go watch college wrestling. He, your, your, your kids will love it despite who is in or out of the lineup. Here's another thing. You guys know, collectively, we all know, I'm a big season ticket guy. Right. And here's season another tickets thing. to every school that has them. Every, Five years running now. Five years running. Every single one. And here's another thing that I repeat ad nauseum. College wrestling is a zero-sum game. For every All-American that Michigan loses this year, someone else will gain All-Americans, right? The 80 wow. All-Americans and the 10 National Champs will figure themselves out. However, what we need is more fans going to duels. Butts and seats. Butts and seats. More fans going to tournaments. More butts money coming into schools. Cash uh, RTCs pockets. being built or local sports clubs, if we're going to go that route. Cash. Um, and coaches being taken Black care of. Clubs. So, <laughs> railroads. So, yes, Michigan may look a little down this year because they have guys, uh, no. they're supporting guys following their Olympic dreams. However, I, it is paramount that important. college programs continue to grow their attendance. And it can only happen if guys like you, Kevin Mulder, Kevin Mulder I'm looking at you. Me too, Kevin. Let's go. Kev. Single shot here, Caleb. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Get to the single. Come on now. Kevin Mulder. Wrong camera. Yeah, wrong camera. <laughs> Go to duels. And if you don't, we're going to come find you. And we're going to do the things that we're going to do to the mission. We're not going to do that. Person. We're not going to do that. 
We're not we're gonna, but hey, Kevin and everyone else is like, excited, oh, should I go to duels? Yes, you should go to duels. I can't imagine. You know how lucky are you? You're like, you get to decide if you go. I live in Austin, Texas. You can't, you can't do it. I would wish I was like, oh, I wish I could drive and watch a somewhat down Michigan year for this year. And they're not even going to be that bad. We should go get into their lineup. I don't have it handy. But my goodness gracious. You're going to have Matt and you're going to have Silva, Mason Paris. Here's my thing. Uh, wait, we didn't even – did we get to Michigan or did we already do Michigan? They're in not our, in, in the our top 20. Countdown thing. Okay. Well, but, but here's my thing, though. Nomad, you're sort of talking about – you're talking about supporting the team, which is cool and all. But from a, pe- a spectator standpoint, you know, it's not it's not charity. I, You know, I'm not – I'm not going to sit down and watch a crappy football game just because you should support uh, a team. The, the, Shut the, the hell up. What my – Wow. What my <laughs> – what is the matter with Stony Brook? Am I, what am I missing with Stony Brook here? I know what I'm missing. Never mind. Uh, my point is Mulder, whose wife's name Scully probably uh, – <laughs> You're going to see something good. Michigan's going to be fine. They're going to put good guys on the mat. Like every recruit they ever Every recruit they get is good. They're not they're, their whole lineup is going to be solid. They're going to they're in a Big 10 schedule with other good out of conference duels at at home. So, go. It's going to be a good product. I I wouldn't be av- Nomad's advocating to support the team no matter the cost. I'm saying it doesn't matter about supporting the team. You're going to see a good product regardless. Well, I don't. I don't look at it like charity, and I'm not asking. Like I understand it's their hard-earned dollars. However, if you're going, if you have like made up your mind to spend money on wrestling this year, go. It's good for the sport. You'll feel good about yourself. <clears throat> it's a great no, self-esteem t- lift. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it's not going to be your daughter's recital. You don't have to go out of obligation, right? You don't yeah. have to go out of obligation. No, of course not. It's going to be, if, if in Kyle's terms, it wouldn't be his daughter's recital. It would be a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> yes. Well, Kyle Snyder, <laughs> or Kyle Brackey, thoughts on Taylor Swift? She's fantastic. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a generation talent. Kyle gets Swifty with the Swifties. That's right. But I also well, just get Swifty in general. Yeah. Okay. Um, here we go. <laughs> the last ten minutes uh, have yeah. been off the rails. Oh uh, yeah. Totally off the rails. Wow, Kyle. Uh, Kyle's yeah. probably gonna beat me up after this show after my uh, Stony Brook. <laughs> the Sea Wolves are good. I know. I almost beat Nomads Squad. Ooh, squads. Okay. Keyword almost. Matthew Denholtz. You guys talk about free agency at RTCs. What kind of salaries are top guys, women bringing in return for their affiliations? Good question. It's not super really known. Here's right? yeah. So here's the difficult thing. I would love to do this because I would like to. I w- I would like to do more to educate wow. the collective wrestling world on the business of wrestling and educate myself too, right? And and, and learn some things. However, it is also uh, difficult to ask a man what is in his wallet. That is like a thing that is generally what is in your wallet not. Well, I don't. I personally uh, don't have a wallet. Knew it. But knew it. <laughs> why? But knew it. the greater. It got take. Wait, you didn't. You still didn't get yourself together 
And get a new wallet after you got jumped by seven methods? You don't own a wallet either, so you're. this is pot That's calling kettle choice. black. That's not a choice. It Mine is you, also a choice. It took you six months to find your, get your stolen car back, and now you're telling me it took like 16 months to I get don't a wallet. like wallets. After, so after the incident, you just decided no more wallets? No more wallets. I respect that. I think that's as good a reason as any not to have a wallet anymore. Anyway, getting back to Matthew's you question, then hold science. Yes, I would love, I would love to no wallet. give more information on these. However, uh, the athletes also have to have a willingness to share it. And if they don't, I understand that because that's their business. Bailey Brown, can Snyder beat Kale? I'll ask again. Can Snyder really beat Kale? Yeah. Yeah, but no. also maybe not. Come on. I'm a, I'm Can a he? Saying, yeah, of course. I'm saying no. Can he? Yeah. Does he? Will he? I, here's the thing. Shall he? Should he? <laughs> Would he? Here's the thing I never understood. You hear all these... May. I don't know. You hear all these whispers of like how amazing Kale is, and I bet most, if not all of them, are true. But if that is the case... If you can beat the multiple-time World Olympic medals, why are you not still wrestling? Listen, Hold it's on. never Dude, been about the lack of ability. You notice he retired in, like, 2004. Yes. He came back, made a world team, rocked a uh, uh, world silver medalist, and then, like, got fifth. He's like, ah, I'm done again. I'm just saying. If you were... I, I kind of think Kale's uh, eternal. I'm going to say it. Kale's eternal. <laughs> what, Willie? I don't know. I, I just Kale might be a different situation because, you know, we know that he didn't compete throughout his whole prime. Um, mm -hmm. So, so Kale, Kale may be an outlier, but still, he's forty, um, and there is this thing in wrestling that I think is hogwash, and that thing is about coaches in the room still having it and like man he just mops up on this guy man i, I can't believe he's if they still got it like that then why ain't they winning world medals and i again i'm not talking about kale i'm talking about you hear this other rumor stuff like yeah that's where i'm at well. it's not rumors I don't, believe, I don't believe it the terry brands oh. alex marinelli thing is not a rumor oh yeah that yeah. that happened in front of my face for an hour yikes <laughs> what do you want? What do you want to say? That happened. I think what Jared Frazier. There's video evidence of Terry Brands and Matt McDonough. Also, I the think the year he won a title. What, I know, uh, I know, but what it, Jared Frayer did this year, just like entering the open and then beating dudes and qualifying for world team trials. Okay, but that's a lot different. It. Getting seventh at the U.S. Open. No shots to my man, Jared Fair. But getting seventh at the U.S. Open yeah. is a lot different than beating a three-time World Olympic champion. You just fired a shot. Yes. You just that is a big – that is a huge gap. No, Stop that's not That's Fair. not what I was talking about. I'm talking about when they're like, this guy still got it in the room because that's what Willie brought up. Jared well, Fair to have no, it in no. the room – Stop taking shots at Jared Kale Fair. needs to beat the three-time World Olympic champ. Maybe he does. Maybe I, he's just that good. Like I Chris know. said, maybe he's just eternal. I know that there's – right. I know I that he's eternal. is probably awesome in the room. Who, who did they say – is it Jaggers? They say it's just. Who do they say is awesome in the room? 
I Give me some I... other examples. I don't know. Uh, I, I think Phil like Schwab's like gearing up for a comeback. That guy is still like insane. <laughs> I'm sure he mops up in there. Are you kidding me? You'll have to get ready if you stay ready. That's exactly right. <laughs> Schwab exists ready. at ready. I'm sure there's a lot of guys. You told me Sammy Henson couldn't still destroy. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, that is the thing, right? Like, a lot of the coaches know. are Listen, former high-level guys. So, they're, of course, Sammy, they're still high-level. Why don't guys. Sammy Henson enter the trials at 57? Well, I don't think you'd make that again, but um, he's pretty pretty thick. No, he there's can make going. it. Oh, here we go now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Henson, can you still make 57, please? Someone ask him. There's no way. Um, Willie wants Snyder down to 86. Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you had to h- pick someone to run FRL in your will, who would you pick from Flobo? This your is will? very, it's very uh, contemplative. You know, this is not a question I have remotely <laughs> contemplated. This is dark. First of all, did you to, say? Did you we say need to come to, to terms? Children? Death, death waits for none of us. You know, I would say, I would say Sam Herring. Uh, I feel good him taking the reins. Maybe my son one day. Maybe Natalie. I'll say wow, uh, stop. pass. Wow. I'll say if I'm if I'm dead, if I'm dead, that means f all you. I'm putting C on in charge. You can deal with that hell for the rest of eternity. <laughs> wow. So Willie's going to try to haunt us. <clears throat> Dang. All right. Wade Chalice hot takes. Who is the biggest pop culture actor personality Piles has no idea about? I'm always curious to learn this. That's a difficult question because I think I think every few shows you should just bring a few names and we'll see if I've heard of them or know anything about them. Um, Let's go to the Billboard Top 100 right now. Okay. And we'll I'm gonna see. I tell you what I'm gonna be in the same boat. I don't know much. You knew Steve Aoki and whatever. Uh, yeah, that's is. just out of that's out of that's just coincidence. There's probably a handful that you know too. I'm not up on pop culture. All right, let's let's run like, down. You could you could name a lot of like A list current actors and actresses. I wouldn't. I've no idea who they are. Bracky, you you get some some actors ready. I'm gonna do like a short list of artists. All right, ready, CP? Yeah, I'm ready. Travis Scott. I know he's a rapper. Okay, good H- enough. Houston. Lizzo. He's from Houston. Lizzo. Lizzo. Is that the really fat lady? Oh my god! You can't say you that. You can't say that. <laughs> Why not? Dude. I can't say someone's fat. Is she? Is that who that is? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you can't say someone's fat anymore. Listen, you be how do you describe fat. someone that weighs three hundred pounds? How you can describe her as a tremendously talented individual? I, I don't, don't know, know for talent. I just as the headlining you. act of ACL. I don't know all these other things. Golly. I'm sorry. This took a hard left turn. I don't even want to finish. How now. would I have described? <laughs> how would you describe her, honestly? If you were trying to make make someone be like, I don't really know who is. I that? would pick. I you would say, say. I would say. You know the girl who sings "Truth Hurts." She doesn't wear many clothes. And She's fat and doesn't wear clothes. Yes. <laughs> no, we have that. to stop. Everybody, stop. All right, all right, all right. I, we're I moving on. We're moving on. Is moving the word on. "fat" not sayable anymore? We're moving on. Shawn Mendes. I, can I say Nomad Skinny, or is that? Are you guys gonna no, lose your no body? There's no body shaming here. Shawn you can't Mendes. say that. I can't say he's he skinny. A, answer the question. No, no I have no Man. idea. Is he a jujitsu star? Post Malone. I think I know who Post Malone is. He's a white guy with a lot of face tats. Billy yeah, Eilish. He's an idiot. 
Billy Idol. Yes, I know who that is. And yeah, that'll do for me. Bracky. I, I googled famous pop culture people. Do you want to know who? <laughs> it was Beyonce, <laughs> Taylor Swift, Prince Harry. Do you know who the fourth person that showed up in this Google search was? John Stamos. Boy George. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. All right, that's a solid Google there. I think you know who but is Boy George. Are, and that comes right after Harry. The, boy, uh, the Brits must have messed up that Google al- algorithm. Oh, He's probably yeah. still huge in England. Well, huge. Whoa. Oh, dude. Relax. Huge? You you can't yeah. body shame people, dude. I didn't body shame. I didn't That's, say. It's not, I didn't say. If I had said I find her gross because of that, that would be body shaming. All right. I found this other uh, <laughs> Some people article. are tall. Some people are skinny. Dude, Some people are wider. Just. I hope Lizzo's Okay, crew. PC police. I hope wow, Lizzo's Kyle crew Bracky, gets Dan after Lobdell, you. Dan Lobdell, Willie Saylor, the PC police. No, no, Let no, no, no. no. I, I oh, didn't yes. say there's anything wrong with it. I didn't Piles, say there's anything wrong with it. we can't say adult words on this show because of you. So, shut up. Um, also, in this, I found this list. Pop culture icons of the 21st century. Guess who number 20 is? Don't John Stamos? 1D. One Direction. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know uh, BTS? BTS? Yeah. BTK killer, I'm familiar with. Wait, is BTS that group from Japan? I believe Korea. Yeah, the one that uh, Mark Schultz is obsessed with. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's another thing we don't want to talk about. Mark Schultz said he wanted to make out with one, I think. How about about, uh, top of the box office here? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, walk the line. Will Smith? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're asking questions here. Fresh Prince? (laughs) <laughs> We're asking questions here. Jeez. Uh, Renee Zellweger. Yep. Okay. Uh, the snowman from Abominable. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I don't know what uh, that is. Someone on Facebook said CP should have just said she was thick. Oh, what's it? That means the same thing. Those are synonyms. No. Yes, they no. are. You nice know it. Okay. It's a, it's a PC police, Kyle. It's a better way. She, it's a better on, way no. to say it. Three C's. That's not even thick. That's not even what the current. T-H-I-C means. Because that means different. That, that's different okay. than fat. Uh, hold on. Can we? So I went to Box Office Mojo to look at the top movies in the country right now. Um, and I don't often go oh. to movies. So that's kind of where I'm like with CP. I don't necessarily know who like the big stars are right now. There is a Rambo movie currently out right now. Yeah. yeah it looks what in the good. Sam hell? It looks pretty good. Last Blood. Oh, wow. Caleb Blakeman. As a fat guy, I say you can still call people fat. Wow. Caleb's not Here's fat. Here's the thing. Here's That's the thing mean, is. Yeah. He's being mean to himself. Be nice to yourself, Caleb. <sighs> All right. Are we moving on from the pop culture that I don't know about? I know more than you thought, don't I? Rambo First Blood came out in 1982. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's that have to do with anything? Because there's Rambo Last Blood out right now. <laughs> I don't it's think a, it's the. I, I cannot believe they're using the Last Blood title already. I hate. I hate when movie series are like, the last whatever or the final, and then they come out with a new one like eight years later. I'm like, yeah, S- stop, stop. Yeah. Also, Hollywood should take mm, eight years off and come up with some new ideas. Seriously, they're okay. Just rebooting everything. Like Too Fast, Five Furious. I need Bracky's help. Who do I start in my flex? <laughs> Royce Freeman or Galladay? Kenny Galladay. Wow, there you Galladay, have it, Kyle Curtis. All day. Yeah, Kyle so, Curtis at Kyle Bergaman. Kenny Galladay is like top ten wide receiver, and yeah, 
Curtis Phillip Lindsay's going to get most of the carries for the Broncos. There you go. I don't even know the teams these guys are on or the positions they play. So I'm so far removed from football. There was a time I really knew my stuff. Now I'm a, I'm a know nothing. Brock Desert, uh, if I'm the watermelon man, what kind of man is everyone else? What's like your food? What's your thing? Oh my god. Uh, well, I'm from Maryland, so I love eating crabs. Crab man. Uh, I love oysters. He's a crabber. Um, <laughs> Long line of, of crabbers. Yeah. Sushi. Big, big seafood guy. Okay. Go, f- uh, uh, Kyle, what um, are you? You're a Coke man. Yeah, definitely a Coke man, for sure. That's a good man to be. Not cocaine. Yes. Mm, sometimes. What? <laughs> what? What? Sorry. Oh, you guys uh, like to, uh, no. <laughs> Party? Yeah. Just Jesus. hanging out back here. Uh, yeah. No, Coca-Cola man. Love me some fried chicken. Mm. I'm kind of a fried chicken guy. I'm kind of a watermelon guy. They're kind of both my things. Willie? I don't know. I'm not allowed to eat anything I like. Steak. <laughs> I'm a steak man. Yeah, you can eat lots. Bacon, steak. eggs, steak. All the good meats you love. Ribs. Steak. Steak. Ribeye. That's a good man. There's nothing better. There's nothing better than a ribeye. <laughs> Sam Herring just sent me a list of fat synonyms, and one of them is uh, whale-like. How about the? <laughs> he says, "I guess they're forcing you to go with whale-like." <laughs> I guess so, Sam. The <laughs> Spay likes to use the word hefty. Hefty, portly. Spay said yesterday that. Oh wow! This was also offensive. <laughs> watching videos of me on Flow before he knew me, and had met me in person he thought that i was going to be a heftier person wow hefty just a slap in the face slap in the face that's interesting he he said he expected me to be like his size okay well well think again this is a great question yeah can we answer this we should probably close on this because i'm gonna let's close on it i'm I'm gonna get into this oh boy he's (laughs) probably gonna cry i'm not gonna cry i'm just i'm gonna i'm gonna Hammer some people, so let's go. Well, read the question. Really shouldn't require hammering people. All right, we'll no, do it, it does require hammering what, people. What Which can question we, are we doing? Well, we'll do this one. It's not the one we're talking about. Can we get a one-time segment called Willie's Keto oh, Corner? No, I want the next one. You want the next one? We'll, yeah, we'll do that one. Right, we'll do right. it last though. All right, <laughs> we're gonna bring it home. Jeez, right. relax. I'm not do it gonna right. Forget about Food it. fluids. Food fluids. Do it right. Terry Brands. This is a good question for you, Nomad. What is the most stacked weight class pound for pound heading into 2020 Olympics, and why? I'm thinking up top, high end talent. Who who's sixty five? Sixty five. Yeah. With Ram, Ram, Ramanov coming back in the mix. Oh, Saslan. Yeah. When you uh, go the defending I, world champ, say. and we're like, eh, is he gonna make the team? Probably not gonna make the team. Saslan. Saslan when he's on is, at he's gonna win. That's an actual miter saw, through humans. Oh, actual miter saw. Yeah. No, I don't know though, because Sosan's very injured. Uh, but yes, yeah, sixty-five. Because fifty-seven, sixty-five, and it's not even close. Fifty-seven is very compact, but I don't know Actually, if pound for pound, skill for skill, if I'd put them uh, those guys above sixty-five. Like if I went down the line, it was like one versus one, two versus two. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I think there's as many. I think there's as many tough outs, like depth, if like one through sixteen. At 57, as there is at at, uh, at 65, I just think uh, the ones at 65 are a, a touch 
better. Yeah. You know, uh, but I don't think it's I don't think it's even close. I think it's sixty five clearly. Um, seventy four might be more star powered, but sixty five is the deepest. And, and like the reason I say that for fifty seven is because you look at kind of who came in, and it was a lot of it was because other guys cleared out, right? Kinche went up, Aliyev went up, um, Higuchi went up, so that allowed Takahashi to come in, that allowed Guyev to come in, and all these guys who were kind of either on the bench for their teams or were in that you know fifth through tenth range are now the guys winning medals. And of course, there's also just like getting better and all that. But that's kind of why I put 65 above 57. Okay, um, 65 it is. Salty walk on. What's up with Bader's <laughs> potty mouth tweets? Was the new logo really our introduction of the Attitude Era of Flow Sports? Now listen. Let me look this up. He, he did like a asterisked F word uh, tweet. They woke up feeling effing amazing or something like that. It's a pretty random tweet from Bader. <laughs> I responded to him from Flow, and I was like, kids follow you, dude. <laughs> and like, I think people thought I was, whoever tweeted that was being serious, was not being serious. Yeah. So... Here's what I'll say about Bader's potty mouth tweets. Nobody swears. Bader has a true potty mouth. Here's what, but this mm. man, he has the uncanny, an unbelievable ability to, okay, I'm on the call. Do not swear. I'm in front of this person. Do not swear. Like he can perfectly turn it off and turn it on. It's amazing. Like, you know, Willie can throw a couple together they come out sometimes. <laughs> Just to, if it's how you talk naturally, it's probably going to come out at a time where maybe it shouldn't come out, but it just happens, right? Bader is is the goat at like turning it off and turning it on. I would say he and I are one two potty mouse on the team. He definitely led in dings though on the final X road trip. Exactly. But but you know what? Bracky can attest to this. I I string mine together. Yeah, you're more of a combo puncher. He, yeah. he has the most outrageous combos. Like <laughs> yeah. every combo that normal people put together, Nomad just nope, he will never say them. Yeah, but he, it's a weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so I, think of like normal combos of curse words. <laughs> I'm not going to say them. It's a family show. It's a family show. <laughs> just Mad Libs him. Mad Libs. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense actually, but you just got to go with it. It's the emotion behind it. That's so, correct. No, it's no, no new era here at Flow Sports. It's just, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of Bader, Bader's raw emotion spilling out into the Twitter sphere. Hey, non sequitur hey. here, just for, you know, seasonality purposes. Oh, wow. Say what you want about the new Flow logo. Incredibly more, more easy to make a jack-o'-lantern out of. New logo? <laughs> Uh, that's indisputable. I'm just throwing it. That that was and and uh, just a little peek behind the curtain. That was the main reason for it, for the rebrand. <laughs> it's like it's guy. We like the wave. We feel like it means a lot of things. But come pumpkin season, you cannot carve that thing. Right. It's too. You, you need hard. someone. It's two things. You need a real skilled knife to make it happen. It's doable, but it's hard. But for for the kids at home, it's too ambitious. This is very mm -hmm. subtle. Too little. You know things and it looks like an f and it's very simple mm -hmm. so yes that's the main reason why we changed the the logo all right this is from willie sailor's keto kryptonite and it's a picture of chicken nuggets for <laughs> willie was i worth breaking ketosis over 
No. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't worth it. There you, you know go. what would have been worth it? Casey's Pizza. Absolutely. Our Absolutely. man, Michael Sears, I, I tell you recently what, had I was, it for the first time. He loved it. Yeah. If I was in the same situation and there was a slice of Casey's Pizza there, it would have happened. Okay. Okay. You know, you kind of were in the same situation. You were in Iowa for like five days. I know, but I wasn't, one. I wasn't destitute. That's a cold wind. Good <clears throat> use of destitute. Great use. Okay. Hey, now, guys. I think hey uh, next Thursday. Uh-oh. I want to bring uh, Blakeman on the show for an alien hour. Ooh, right. I love it. He has. You guys are gonna love Blakeman. He sent me an email. He has an incredible story about some uh, an alien alien abduction in Wyoming, and he even pitched a Where show he to went HBO. To he pitched the show to HBO. Like yes. Project Greenlight. Yes, he That's needs awesome. he needs on this show to talk about it. Yes, let's disseminate this. Absolutely. Next Thursday, Blakeman. Wow. So you guys need to see. There's a lot of uh, very interesting people uh, that work here that you guys don't even know about. So you need to know Caleb. Some of you might have worked wrestling events before. Yeah, he's been in many wrestling events. Mm -hmm. Good point. So you've seen him maybe. All right. Let's get to it. Anthony Esposito. What's the best way for the average person to grow wrestling? I'll let Nomad go first before he... All right. Steamrolls me. So I'm going to answer your question, Anthony. Maybe you go by Tony. <laughs> but I want to start with the, the term time. grow wrestling. <clears throat> wow. Because it is completely oh, no. nebulous and people will cherry pick whatever they want to believe mm. about the term mm. grow wrestling. And to suit we're not their even, own narrative. To suit their own narrative. And we're not talking about my man Joe Williamson, who's doing stuff with Grow Wrestling yes, no, and has no. eight events live on Flow this year. One of them will be this weekend, Fall Brawl. But people will just throw this narrative out and say, you know, this person or Flow or this team or that national federation is not growing wrestling because I disagree with what they are doing. So it is extremely annoying to me when people just say you're not growing wrestling because you have no idea what actually grows wrestling you have no idea what uh how all of these other things interplay into wrestling for example there was a while where uh numbers in wrestling were going down in terms of high school participation on the male side at least do you know that basically every other sport was going through that same decline one, I think, because there might have been a population decline because, you know, uh, my generation, there was a lot of kids in the, the, right, the, the boomerang generation, the baby boomers kids, and then it went down. Number two, because they're single sport athletes. So that's just a, a thing that's like, well, you know, wrestling isn't growing because the participation numbers are going down. When in actuality, it might have been the same number of kids. He it's contacted just, the census we didn't bureau. have We didn't have, like, football players and baseball players playing Right, so that that's like and one the thing numbers, that really the numbers pisses were me off. Additionally, going down in about facing sports. Yeah, yeah like football fencing, is going down. About um, facing sport. So, just and I know I don't believe Anthony was trying to do this, yeah, but like, just stop with your bullcrap grow wrestling arguments, because just, they're just whatever you want to believe. No man, I think you're really taking this question the completely. No, no, wrong I, way. I I know I'm not, I'm I'm not I'm not taking the question the wrong way. It just it. When I heard grow wrestling, no, no. But when I heard grow wrestling, 
it, it reminded me of how often people screw this thing up. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I ain't, so, gonna, I ain't gonna lie. The term girl wrestling triggers me too. Yes. When that when they get when people get well, it gets about lobbed it. at us a lot when we do something that some people don't like. Yeah. So now to answer the question, in my opinion, the best th the best thing for an average person, person on the street to grow wrestling, is and it's like any number of things, but basically like kind of depending upon what what your financial status is. But first thing is go watch wrestling. Go to high school dual meet, go to a college dual meet, go to a tournament, go to a senior level event. That is the first thing. Take out your cash and watch wrestling. Two, subscribe to watch wrestling, right? Flow wrestling. That's not what there I would other, say. There are other ways. Put your dollars into the wrestling community. Also, volunteer your time. Coach, ref, wrestle yourself. Enter an open tournament, right? Continue. <laughs> wrestle yourself. Uh, yeah, continue growing the sport in that way because to me <clears> – <throat> What we need, what I think wrestling needs more than anything, is 50,000 more of people approximately like me who could not have wrestled in college but want to continue following the sport long after their wrestling career is over. I think that will be the healthiest thing for wrestling in the long run. I, yeah, I think the number one thing you can do is get involved at the local level with yes. coaching, teaching the sport, building a love of the sport being a good voice around the sport where you instill the values that wrestling instills. The more people that ha that can have a wrestling mindset in the world, the better the world is going to be, the better wrestling, better off wrestling is going to be. I think that is the number one biggest impact you can have. Yeah, investing, yeah, going, doing a bit. But if you're a part of it at the local level or at high school or youth club, that is the number one thing I think you can do because you cannot have enough Good coaches, and when I say good coaches, I don't mean the best break breaker downers of single legs or whatever. It's the best teaching the sport, teaching the qualities that make you a quality person. That's the number one thing you can do. Mm -hmm. That's the best way, Anthony Esposito. So, in short, volunteer your resources, time and or money, to to do little things to help wrestling move forward. Or I would win the Olympics. Yeah, win the Olympics. That's always. Bracky, will you got you got anything? I'm sorry, uh, I know my, that. Yeah, my first thought was go 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 to events, go to high school dual meets, go to go to college dual meets, and bring one of your buddies that never saw it. You know, bring one of your buddies that maybe is a casual, not a uh, very very, um. You know, he's a rookie. He he maybe saw it a couple times or whatever, but go to dual meets. They're important. They're, Expose uh, more people to wrestling. Right. Cool. Guys nailed it. Wow. wow. Um. All right. We really did it. We really, really did it, guys. Anthony, I'm sorry. I wasn't yelling at you. You did. I know you had good intentions with the question. <laughs> or I think you had good intentions. Sounds like you did. <laughs> I don't know that it. I don't know the interpretation that could involve bad intentions with that question. Actually, I don't know how it could have been bad. Um. All right. Well, that's it. I think we're ready to sure. go. Um. Maybe we'll have an emergency FRL if we bust the the sociopath that that's our coworker. We need we to go make a sweep. To. We need to do a perimeter sweep for sure. Um, but yeah, we're not gonna get it too much into it to our plan. Nope. Because that's not your business. Because I know you're listening, and we know you're out there. So help us if we get a hold of you first. There will be no exit interview. Okay, do you understand? Are you picking It'll up what we're putting exit. down? Exit. And that's it. Ugh. No interview. 
it's gonna be a long day for you or a short day if you catch our drift. Maybe another word that starts with EX. Yes. <laughs> think about it. I. All right. We thank you guys. 416 strong, no slowing down, only speeding up. We're only accelerating. The D1 season is almost here. Freak show this weekend. Make sure you're watching that. We will be back next Tuesday, come heck or high water. For Daniel Roy, Stephen Kyle, Willie, I'm Christian Piles. Thanks, and we'll see you Tuesday.